1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
3: You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media and beyond. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com slash BOF. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF.
1: Our mission is how do we change wellness from a conversation of the coastal elites to something that's accessible to everyone.
4: True wellness is this blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being and they're all connected. What about the
5: link between wellness and fashion?
1: Women are using wellness as an expression of their personal values in the same way that they might have used fashion or beauty, you know, 5 or 10 years ago.
5: Can you talk about the role that you see mind body green?
4: Playing in that community. It's our responsibility to raise consciousness, to really tackle bigger issues. The issues we talk about here at Revitalize, this is much bigger than us.
5: Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF podcast. This week on Inside Fashion, I actually go inside Health and Wellness. My friend Jason Wachob and his wife Colleen Wachob are the co founders of MindBodyGreen, probably the most authoritative website on the health and wellness industry. MindBodyGreen is a destination for more than 10 million unique users a month looking for inspiration and information on how to improve one's mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well being. The pillars of wellness, which are vital and interconnected. I sat down with Jason and Colleen at the conclusion of Revitalize 2018 to reflect on some of the key themes that emerged from two days of talks, panel discussions, and conversations over very, very healthy food indeed, in between meditation sessions, yoga, and even a little bit of Tai Chi. So without further ado, here's Jason and Colleen Wachob inside fashion and wellness. Well, good morning, Jason and Colleen Wachob. Um Thank you for taking the time to chat. You've had a very busy past few days. We're here in Arizona, in Tucson, and um, we've just seen the conclusion of Revitalize 2018, which was, as expected, a huge success. Um, so thank you for taking some time to chat after
4: such a busy weekend. Of course. Thank you for having us on the podcast. We love you. We're big fans, and we're just honored you're here and so happy to be with you. Thanks
5: for
1: joining us. Yeah, Yeah.
5: and uh, the feeling is mutual. So um, as some of our listeners will know, um, Jason came and spoke at Voices 2016, and so some of you will remember him. But for those of you who don't know Jason or Colleen, um, I thought it would be cool to start with the story of Mind, Body, Green and how it all came about. It's the story that Jason told me the first time I met him, probably almost seven years ago now. Yeah, it's but a it's while. a really inspiring story. So I know you will probably tell it a thousand times. Sure. But it, I think just for people who aren't familiar with the website, it would be great sure. to hear kind of how this thing all came together.
4: Sure. So uh, I'm 43. It pains me to say. Twenty years ago, I played basketball in college at Columbia, and after college, I went to became an equities trader on Wall Street. You know, keep in mind those startups back then; it was just like kind of the thing you did if uh, you know you had a lot of college debt and you wanted to make money, which which I did. And so, I was an equities trader for a couple of years. 9/11 happened. Uh, I was deeply affected by that event, like a lot of New Yorkers, and decided I, I just wanted to do something different. And so. Left to become an entrepreneur and was part of various startups. Uh, most of them not successful, and found myself in 2008 uh, flying over 100,000 miles domestic in one year. I am six foot seven. Just picture what that looks like. Especially in a, in a, next in to me, seat. who's five foot three. Yeah, someone two. like you, like in front, like in an exit row, I just, if I didn't have it, I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so, at any rate, all that flying combined with stress uh, I was running a, a company it was an organic chocolate chip cookie company that was in every Whole Foods market in the country uh, wasn't wasn't doing so great uh, so flying stress combined with an old basketball injury from college I had two extruded discs in my lower back L4, 5, LL, L4 L5 S1 pressing on my sciatic nerve so excruciating sciatic pain in my right leg what like, does
5: an excruciated disc mean
4: so it's like extruded, extruded so it's like so not it's like popping it's out oh, right. and pressing on stuff so like there's just uh, there's various like discs but it's right. extruded so it's like kind of it's out not aligned and not yeah. exactly exactly not a lot great very appropriate wellness word <laughs> yes, alignment the test. alignment yes. alignment over hustle um <laughs> so excruciating Went to, went to a doctor, he said, you need back surgery, nothing against surgery, uh, just generally see it as a last resort, and the success rates with back surgery actually aren't that good. So sought a second opinion, that doctor said the same thing, he said, you need back surgery. And I was like, okay, <laughs> and, and I'm about to walk out the room and it was almost like an afterthought. He said, you know, maybe some yoga or therapy could help. And Colleen uh, was very much into yoga, and I said, okay, like, uh, you know, I'll give yoga a shot. So. Five, 10 minutes, morning, evening, nothing, you know, strenuous, started to feel better. Started to make more changes in my life. I was a guy whose idea of of eating well back then was, you know, steak and martinis. I ate so much steak and consumed so many martinis in one one year. My face is on the wall of the Palm Steakhouse in midtown Manhattan. It's Adam Sandler, Joe Namath, and, and me when I was age 27. Insane. Wow. And so still eat meat, but, you know, not as much, grass-fed, all, all that good stuff. So started eating more vegetables, started to look at, like, stress, sleep, uh, started to look at the environment and how all these things were interconnected and made a, a lot of changes in my life, and yoga was a big part of it. And over the course of six months, I completely healed. So I never had back surgery. I'm fine. And wow. Colleen and I fly about 80,000-plus miles a year. We do, however, upgrade whenever we can, <laughs> if possible. I just can't fit in seats. And so it was through that process, I was like, holy cow, everyone's got wellness wrong you know all the old endemics print were about weight loss and vanity and it was clear to me that was it they were missing it anything that was remotely holistic was just like new age batshit crazy angry only approach preach the choir of like the west side of la uh so it was like, in the west right but yeah, in the east and, and, all of these exactly things have been around exactly these are ancient systems and, yeah. and so i was like wow like People are getting this wrong. True wellness is this blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. And they're all connected. One word, mind, mind body, body greed. greed. No one's talking about this. We need to reach the masses. And so yeah. that was very much uh, the inspiration to do so through content. So launched in 2009. So did
5: you, when you launched the website, <coughs> did you launch it with a view to it becoming a business?
4: I did, but yeah. I didn't know how. Like, I had this grand vision where, like, this is the future. There's such an opportunity. But, like, how we were going to get there.
1: And the word wellness wasn't even the zeitgeist back right. then. We didn't say, we want to launch the next iconic wellness brand. Right. That thought process <laughs> was never there.
4: Right. It wasn't. And, and the first blog post started with me, Colleen would chip in. My other co-founders would code uh you know, Tim, Tim and Carver would code on the weekends and, and just, it just started and it took, this is 2009, so like for three years it was a process. You know, reached a half a million unique visitors three years later, no salary, like really built and, a brand. And, uh,
5: where did, you know, where did um, the audience come from? Like how did the audience magically
4: appear? So a lot of the growth uh, happened in 2013 through Facebook, when that Facebook gold rush started, Upworthy became the fastest growing site of all, all time. Buzzfeed happened uh, at the same time, you know, in this process around earlier on in 2010, uh, I, I was smart enough to know I didn't know everything. So I'm on this wellness journey and and I wanted to meet all the yogis and doctors and, and I would interview them and call them and go to classes. And we started meeting all these amazing people. And and early in those days, uh, Tara Stiles, who's who's a dear friend of ours and a a contributor and here at Revitalize, said, you know, I'm tired of of writing for Huffington Post. Do you accept guest posts? And I said, sure, that sounds fantastic. And that led to our contributor community, which is the MBG Collective. And so... In that also like you know facebook happening in this time we started to amass all these contributors influencers before there were it was a word influencers right. before there were in, you know before there was instagram and so all those things it really helped us to grow rapidly it went from a million to 15 million at a high now we're about 10 million uniques every uh, month yeah
1: yeah, what started is really just getting the best experts in the wellness world writing on Mind Body, Green ended up being you know a huge part of our traffic growth in which these influencers were sharing on all of their social channels and just organically spreading our reach. Right. And so
4: like we didn't just like we're known in, in uh, the, the business world. as like oh you guys are like the great influencer you know platform. It's like we didn't. It, did, it started out as community and family and from a very mission based uh, place.
1: And then it ended up being somewhat of an incubant. Incubator for wellness talent,
4: right? So fast forward,
5: whatever it's almost ten years, right? Yes. <laughs> um, today, can you talk about first of all what's like what's going on in the wellness industry now and how you see it now, like how it's growing and evolving, and secondly, the role that you see Mind Body Green playing in that community, sure. in that industry.
4: So, something too. we've talked about and revitalized is there's never been. Uh, so much air quote wellness in the world, but there's also so much, there, there's never been a need for it. Uh, who would have ever thought Amazon would have acquired Whole Foods Market? Amazing. Uh, ha- however, access is a big thing. And so for us, we feel it's, a, it's an incumbent upon us as leaders in the space to really elevate the conversation. And, and our, we evolved with a new mantra last year, you, we all.
1: And Imran, you've probably seen from you know spending three days in the desert with us that access is a huge theme and and such a huge part of our mission. And when we talk to our audience about access and the wellness conversation, 80% of them believe that they have access to wellness, but that 55% of people don't have access to wellness, you know, with cost being the major barrier. So, you know, our our mission is how do we change Wellness from a conversation of the coastal elites to something that's ac- accessible to everyone, so that there's not a wellness world and another world. It's just embedded in everything we do, and and we're not there yet. We have a lot of work to do to get there, but making progress.
4: And, and so, going back to you, we all, you know, we think wellness has become a little bit narcissistic. Like, okay, like gets you in the door, that's fine, but it's much bigger than that. So, like, yes, we start with you. Always starts with you. Got to get yourself right, your gut right, your mind right. You can't help anyone else if you can't help yourself. Then Move on to we, family, community. What are you doing to spread the word, to help people all access the planet? Kind of hard to ignore what's going on with regards to global warming these days. So you, we all, something that's really important to us, uh, and I think important to the world. Uh, People are hurting. uh, People are searching for purpose. A big theme of the weekend is the power of purpose Mm -hmm. and how that is such an important component of our well-being, and it's a good thing for the world.
1: I think it's also how people experience wellness for the first time. It's almost like a personal wellness funnel. You usually get into it because you're trying to, you know, fix something about yourself or you know curiosity but then once you get on this journey it's hard not to think about the people around you and not to think about the overall planet and what we're doing to it it's,
4: right. it's hard to start to most people just don't like fall in love with yoga and continue to eat at Burger King <laughs> right. you know Although maybe Burger King will get their act together someday I am convinced if you're not in the wellness business today you will be tomorrow it's inevitable
5: yeah. right it's it's kind of everywhere which is also you know in a in a landscape where mind body green was kind of the soul one of the like the strongest or most visible voice it's like you know wellness is now ubiquitous as you say you know what do you make of I see two things happening as well as the kind of elite kind of almost elitization if that's a word or the luxuryization of wellness which is which kind of plays with this theme of access and then also wellness as a buzzword wellness as a kind of you know, it's like every you know. There's you know everyone's putting protein and probiotics and totally. you know, in everything, right? So, you know, what do you make of that? Is it is it has has like the mainstream mass consumer society on both the luxury end and the mass end just co opted wellness?
1: Well, as Jason was saying, I do think everyone's going to be in the wellness world. If you're not in it now, you're, you know you're going to be in it in five, ten years. And when we think of luxury. Um, Jason and I were speaking at Caring last year and one of the things that we talked about is that when, you know, they look at their competitors, it's not just the traditional retail landscape, it's people like Amon. People are wanting to invest in these transformational experiences to find more meaning and value um, in life. So, you know, everyone is a competitor within the wellness world. I don't really care what gets people into wellness, even if it may be driven by something that's vanity or buzzy or trend-driven or they think, okay, this is the new thing I should be doing, so it's cool. Whatever gets you in is great because we all need more wellness in the world, and I think that's a good thing. And I think once you're into this world, it's hard not to see the changes in your life and want to go deeper and do it in a more complete and fulfilling way
4: and we don't view ourselves as like top of the funnel or bottom of the funnel (laughs) we see ourselves as like the whole funnel like access let's get you to the top but we also feel it's our responsibility to to raise consciousness to really tackle bigger issues the issues we talk about here at Revitalize this is much bigger than us there's a lot going on in the world and it's not just about you know, the greatest, latest yoga class or boutique <laughs> fitness. It's like, guys, come on, like mental health. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Right, like, right. how could we talk about yoga and smoothies and all the, you know, unicorn lattes and what blah, blah, blah. blah and not talking things. about like, <laughs> yeah. you know, suicide, depression. Like, this yeah. is all wellness, yeah. serious
5: stuff. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think it's, you know, when you hear about wellness com- topics, you know, like mental health, you know, entering the like nightly news on like mainstream television you know that you know in we have an epidemic of issues in society in western society around not just mental health but obesity and Mm -hmm. you know there's there's so many issues that we have to face as a society and it's really amazing to see how some of those issues come to life here at Revitalize and I thought it'd be interesting to spend a few minutes just talking about some of the key themes. I mean, you've already mentioned a couple of the ones that I, I noted down myself, but you know, when I was, when I came to revitalize in 2015, I'd never heard of the microbiome (laughs) before (laughs) and I'd never heard of functional medicine. So I was really excited to come this time, um, and, and see kind of what was, what was at the cutting edge of, of health and wellness and what's going on. And so, you know, since 2015, now I hear about gut health and microbiome everywhere, right? <laughs> and I actually went back to London and I talked to my trainer about it and he didn't know what it was. So I can see how this is kind of an incubator for some of the most interesting and important thinking and ideas and innovation mm-hmm. in the wellness space. So when when you both look back at the past few days of topics and conversations that have happened both on stage and, you know, over dinner and lunch and yoga <laughs> and meditation. I mean, what are the things that you took yeah. away from, from Revitalize this year?
4: So uh, I'll start, you know, in terms of what's trending right now, you can't walk into like a co- like a cocktail bar or coffee shop and everything's got CBD infused this, hemp infused that. And I think there's been... <coughs> a lot of misinformation and people really don't understand what it's doing other than like, you know, we think it helps this or it's cool. And so talking about the greater system, the endocannabinoid system, which, you know, many believe is like the quote unquote master system. uh, That's really powerful. It can help regulate stress, anxiety, GI issues, pain, just going into like, why are we taking what we're taking? And also talking a little bit about those products and like, you know, a lot of uncertainty of what's legit and what isn't legit and uh, not really as regulated as you can. so I think that that's just always, you know, and it links back to this greater theme of stress, anxiety, like what's going on in the world and what what are solutions and, and also like getting, getting to the, the why and the how going beyond the surface, you know, I'll, I'll make an important point, which we, we talked about last night. Being futuristic and being authoritative doesn't mean you have to dumb content down. Right. I think yeah. you can do those things and still be accessible. And that's how I think about the funnel. Like, Revitalize, in many ways, is the future of wellness. My Muddy Green is the future and authoritative But you can do so with being accessible. And I think that's hard to do. And I think a lot of media companies get lost in, like, accessible means stupid. Right. And that's not the case. It means
5: a, like, list of seven things you must do in the morning. Yeah. Like,
4: we've all seen that vapid list, you know, and and we've done that in the early years. But, like, we, you know, we can still advance the conversation.
1: Yeah, and I think that's our responsibility as a brand to talk about these transformational topics. You know that no one has been talking about them. Introduce them in a way that also is consumer friendly. You know, we can take amazing functional medicine doctors like Dr. Bob Browntree, who can talk about the endocannabinoid system, which is something super complicated. And you know, I think there's the majority of people out there who are using cbd beauty products or hemp oil probably have no idea about the endocannabinoid system but make it really relatable and digestible and and
4: some of those products are just shit (laughs) yeah to be honest like you're buying snake oil and like it's it's well this is what i was
5: getting to earlier about how people are just co-opting like buzzwords from wellness to try to sell products
2: yeah
1: i think another really interesting part of the content theme that yesterday was around this idea of purpose so even Mm -hmm. when we talk about something like mental health like the conversation within wellness can never be binary you can never go i want to fix this so i'm going to target you know why you really have to look at the whole human so i thought you know the sure's eyes talk in the morning was so interesting in that we're having a conversation around brain health mental health and alzheimer's and so much of the learning is around purpose and you know that is so in line with the philosophy on which this Brown brand was founded and that it is all connected. And, you know, you can't eat your way out of a bad diet. You can't eat your way out of mental health. Like all you can't
4: exercise your way out of a bad diet. You can't you. eat your way out of a bad diet. <laughs> Thank you. Jason. Um, it's early here. I, I need that. I need that latte
1: next to me, but all, all of our, Our total well-being is is all interconnected, and I thought they did such a great job of sharing that
4: point. And crazy statistic for them. Say everyone listening, you'd be pretty psyched to live to age 85, but half of you are going to have Alzheimer's. That's a real number. It's insane.
5: And what was more interesting to me was what you can do now, even if you're in your 20s and 30s, to to avoid that onset of alzheimer's and, later and a big on. theme purpose yeah purpose yeah. like
4: we try to stay away so much from the diet like this idea of purpose is so important it's yeah. the why behind yeah. you know why am i trying to be in wellness why am i trying to lose weight yeah. why right. do i want to buy that amazing why are we dress doing all this? why yeah. am i doing why purpose. am i going to work every day you yeah. know and bringing that
5: kind of sense of Um, purpose into your daily life, you know, just the connection between such a, and it was such a pervasive thing. The word purpose seemed to come up in like every conversation in one form or another. It's actually one of the, one of the main things I took away. So I really felt that, that, you know, thread throughout the conversations.
1: And something we've been talking a lot at Green, and of course on stage yesterday is also this theme of technology and you know we've used language as strong as you know is technology the next tobacco and if not used in the right way absolutely and i thought dave and rebecca did a great job about talking about the connection between technology and mental health and what is the responsibility of not just the larger media conglomerates but you know all of us in the in this conversation and creating content that is a force for good in the world
4: and getting the bigger basic you know basic human needs food water shelter Talking about like the erosion of the middle class, and and it's not just economically. It's it's been wellness, you know, things we take take for granted.
1: Yeah, and the, you know the water crisis in California, and the fact that there's still still.
5: Five hundred thousand people yeah,
4: without water, valley. and that's two hours three, from Santa Monica. Two hours, hours from, from, Silicon from Silicon Valley. valley. Yeah. You
1: know, it's one Tesla charge away. You know, if this was happening in a you know a zip code in Tribeca or Santa Monica, I think there'd be a solution by now. Right. Um, so it, it touches on ethical issues as well.
5: Yeah, and it, it kind of links up to this like wider s- sense of like inequality and polarization we have amongst haves and have-nots, and like for people who don't have the ability to to kind of Advocate for themselves or who don't have the yeah. resources or yeah. access to control levers in government or elsewhere to, to make change. It's symbolic of the world we live in today,
4: which is unfortunate. Yeah.
5: So um, I wanted to learn a little bit more about the business of mind body green sure. and kind of how you see all the good work and the good ideas that you guys are you know, cooking up here, how you see that evolving over the, the coming years. So. You know, I, I guess in the early days you must have made money from advertising, yes. right? And then how and we still do, and you we do, still do. But yeah. You like Bof in a way, you've <laughs> added different products and experiences yeah. and and things. You know, what give me a sense of the business today and how how it works and functions?
4: Sure. So advertising still is very significant and our largest source of revenue. Uh, However, we also have significant revenue from our practices business, which is essentially our online classes and trainings. Uh, That business is super exciting and growing rapidly. So that's e-commerce. People essentially pay anywhere from 20 bucks up to a thousand dollars if you want to take, a world class functional nutrition pro. we mentioned functional nutrition like we've got the best functional nutrition doctors in the world and you can right. people you can't even get in to see and you could take an 18 hour offering wow that's a thousand dollars it's like amazing and 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 what's
1: amazing about the practices business is you know it really started from a mission-driven place of if you are in LA or New York or imagine London too and you want to learn things like functional nutrition meditation you know core things to the mind body green philosophy it's pretty easy there's great instructors everywhere but if you're not in these wellness hotspots and you want access to these instructors it's tough so we're providing the world's best experts um, at your fingertips and you know I think some similarities in our businesses between BFF and Mind Body Green is we were both very early on the revenue diversification front and just mm-hmm. put all of our eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's it's great that um, you know we've already made those inroads and aren't scrambling like a lot of other media companies to uh, diversify revenue quickly. So we have a. Cl-
2: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
4: business, We have an event business. We started doing events in 2014, our first revitalized and, and- to Colleen's point, everything we do is thoughtful and mission driven. You know, The classes business came like access. If I want to learn meditation, I live in Oklahoma, well, what the hell am I going to do? Right. We have a class for that. Uh, the event business started with bringing the community together. It became very clear to us where we had a great community across all walks of life. We started to meet people in your world. You met Amber Valletta. She came to revitalize and spoke about addiction for the first time ever. And that, that was amazing. It was amazing. Like, changed yeah. Like We still get emails to this day. Yeah. Like, it's it's so powerful. And Amber is such a lovely human being and did it for all the right reasons. And, and uh, you know, came and now we have an event business. But that came from, like, okay, we have this great community. How do we bring them together? How do we solve problems? How do we create uh, very similar to what you do at Voices?
1: And mm. I think the best businesses <clears throat> are the ones that start with that mission first. Because you remember in 2014, every media company didn't have a big events business. It came from a very mission-driven business. Place and now, you know, you gotta have it. You now now have everyone it. has an it's event. Part business. of the
5: part of the um, portfolio of things that you need to do.
4: Yeah. So we know we have advertising, we have classes, we have events, and and we're going to be do, doing product in in Q one uh, of twenty nineteen. When you say product, so our view on product is we don't want to do product just to do product. So what I will say is whatever we do, it has to be best in class. It has to be part of a greater mission and it has to be something that you know i can look you in the eye or any any member of our community and say like we're doing this and here's why and this is why the world needs it you know one example is i say like we're probably not going to do a yoga mat there are a lot of great yoga mats out there and they're awesome we love manduka we love Jade. it's like we don't what are we going to contribute there right so i will say it's like categories that um, you know, obviously, a huge market opportunity. Uh, we think we can bring a disruptive product and a product that we think can help change people's lives. And, you know, we think of our core values. It's uh, transparency, sustainability, um, and, and really has to hit on mission.
5: What about the link between um, wellness and fashion? You know, I've, I've been sure. bumping.
4: It's been really interesting for
5: me here. I sure. bumped into quite a few uh, um, fashion people. There's, there's or a big people. migration. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, well, thank you for switching Revitalize outside of Fashion Month. <laughs> we, we did it we for you, We did it for you, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it just, it makes, it, you know, you really get a sense of convergence. Yeah. Sure. You know, I was saying to you Jason last night that when I was here in 2015, it, it felt like a really foreign world to me. I walked in, yeah. I didn't know anybody and um, I found it absolutely fascinating but it was I felt a little bit like you know an outsider in this like strange it was almost like for I think what people feel when they come to a fashion event and they're not a, in the industry they're yep. like, everyone has a kind of there's all these characters and there's like <laughs> there's this whole look that everybody has and everybody's walking around in like their look you know and so fashion is a part and the way people express themselves in yeah. this wellness space it's a, it's a big part of it yeah sure. I mean
1: I We absolutely see that happening day in and day out. And, you know, my background before My Muddy Green was all in retail. So I spent seven years at Gap Inc before going to Walmart and Amazon, all working in the fashion departments there. So I obviously very much understand that gravitational pull. But what I see happening within wellness at a very, very macro level, is especially, you know, our audience is 80 to 85% women, depending on the, on the month, is that women are using wellness as an expression of their personal values in the same way that they might have used fashion or beauty, you know, five or ten years ago. And while fashion and beauty is still, a, you know, a big part of the way in which women express themselves, wellness is becoming a much, much bigger part of that. You know, it, it's a way of saying what you stand for, what you value, um, and that's great to see
5: yeah well, what do you think when you go and talk to companies like Caring or other big fashion companies like what do you think the fashion industry has to learn from this shift in expression, this shift in values that's happening? you know the fashion industry is also a predominantly female focused client like what should the fashion industry should should fashion companies be worried or you know
1: absolutely I mean, I see themselves you know not just losing mind share and thus dollar share to other fashion companies but you know it's like we were talking earlier about Amon it's more of these transformational experiences you know and what we are on seeing in MindBodyGreen I think you know you you've already seen in the greater fashion world is just a shift towards conscious consumerism like we all need to buy things we are just being more thoughtful and mindful about those choices I don't think you can um you know, live this type of lifestyle where mindfulness is embedded in everything you do, whether it's how you eat, how you meditate, and then go on an unthoughtful shopping spree in which you're not being very conscious about the decisions that you're making. Um, You know, Jason was talking about sustainability being such a huge part, um, you know, of our DNA and and our values. And you know, it used to be somewhat innovative for Everlane to talk about transparency and the supply chain that they're using, but I just see that as price of entry. You know, right now and you know, five, ten years from now, people just expect that mission and purpose, our values, are embedded into the way in which their products are being made and manufactured, and just expect that as a price of entry, especially within the luxury market.
5: Yeah, it's so that's so true. I mean. One of the biggest surprises for me coming to Revitalize this time is meeting lots of BOF readers at lunch. <laughs> and I literally felt, you know, a lot of the people here are Revitalize community members, yeah. readers, and, you know, um, sitting down at lunch and, you know, introducing, you know, each other. And, pe- you know, people be like, oh, the business of fashion, I read that. And I really got a sense that there's such an interesting overlap between our community and your community. I met a woman yesterday at lunch who told me she stopped buying, she buys only basic clothes now, totally. and she rents clothes on Rent the Runway, you know, and it's one of the ideas that we're really thinking about at BOF is like, what's the emergence of this like rental model in fashion? Yeah. So you really get a sense of this this convergence between our two industries. Yeah, totally. and we've
4: seen, I think people wear their values, and you know, just at this event, like we've had, you know, Amber spoke in 2014, Angela linval has been here, uh, Valentina Zelieva has been here, Bridget Klein, the ex- President of Tory Burch has been here. Tina uh,
1: Dolce Gabbana. Yeah,
4: Dolce Gabbana. Julie Gilhard. Yeah. Julie Gilhard. Speaker yeah. at our
1: first. Scott, the, Scott vital is. Hahn.
4: Yeah. the Denmark twins. Yeah. Uh, Kajak, the founder of Intermix. Lou Frankfurt, our lead investor, who ran Coach. Uh, and you have another fashion investor. We right do. Now. We have a lot. So uh, <laughs> our first, actually, the first check I ever got in 2012 was from Stephen Allen. Really. Yeah. We had dinner. He totally got it. His uh, partner was an acupuncturist. His dad was a health nut, and he was like, how much I'm in. <laughs> and so Stephen Allen, um, Kajak, the founder of Intermix, uh, Lou Frankfurt, who you guys probably know, ran coach. coach for yeah. 30 years. He's on our board, uh, is a phenomenal partner. Colleen and I uh, love him. He's family, and it's just been uh an amazing partner for us and we think there's a lot of like great retail rigor that a lot of media companies and a lot of brands don't have that he is ingrained into us that we think you know makes us the profitable sustainable and yet mission driven uh you know brand that we are um and then also giselle butchin which we haven't we another haven't we haven't talked about but another really incredible uh purpose-driven
1: activist, within, activist,
4: activist this world. within this world who uh, you know really incredible thoughtful person who I think the world is going to see a lot from with regards to It's interesting to with the
5: models too um, you see you know we had Carly Klaus speak at Voices last year and uh, one of the and when Amber spoke at Voices the year you spoke Jason you know the the model, models are really reflecting their lifestyle and their their health and wellness choices through the way they project themselves on social media now and so it used to all be about surface but you really get a sense that people understand that actually to do that job you know you know in the olden days you know way way before I was in this industry the way people would survive and thrive Cigarettes in the industry and, Diet Coke. And, and and worse <laughs> yeah. right you know that was the way they would get through the day yeah and increasingly the shift has been to towards no like I have to take care of my body I have to take care of my mind okay. I have to take care of like the people around me so that I can operate to my top level yeah, yeah. Um, before we sign off I just want to to get a bit of advice from you guys, because it, you know we have lots of people who listen to this podcast who are leaders in businesses and you know are starting their own companies. You know we've started bringing a lot of wellness principles in, into Bof and the way we run the company. We just ran a mental health awareness week at Bof. We we do regular meditations as a as a team. But you know what for for entrepreneurs or business leaders out there or you know creative leaders out there who want to bring you know, the principles of wellness to their teams so that their companies can perform at a high level? Like, what what, what would you advise?
4: So I don't believe in work-life balance. I believe in work-life inter- integration. And right. I got that from uh, someone I had on the podcast, Adam Lowry, who was actually the founder of Method Home and now Ripple Foods and, and totally hit home with me. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're running a rapidly growing company. We've got 50 employees. Uh, we are very passionate about what we do. Uh, our work is our life. Our you know our community is our family. Our, our business is our family. Uh, we're not so good at the balance thing. And so, what I mean by work-life inter- uh, you know, integration is, is finding a way to work your life and wellness into what you do. So the example I always use is you know yoga saved me, and I fell in love with yoga. And started to go to public yoga classes all over the city. And then Mind, Body, Green started to grow every day, became a couple of days a week, and then became once a month. And then so I was like, wait, what, what's going on here? I'm making everyone better, but what the hell happened to me? And so what I've learned to do is, you know, I, I say there's a great line. I think it was from Tim Ferriss, the, be- the best exercise is the one you actually do. Yeah. And so for me, that's evolved to I do yoga for 10 to 15 minutes every weekend at home. I meditate every day, whether it's a couple minutes or 20 minutes, I do it. I find something. Uh, I eat very clean. As Colleen said earlier, a great line from Mark Hyman, functional medicine doctor, part of our program, and like, you know, 11-time New York <laughs> Times best-selling author, you can't exercise your way to have a bad diet. I eat, I eat pretty clean. Uh, you know, sleep is important. I don't run. I hate running. I say also, like, don't, don't do something that you don't love cuz you'll quit so like i the last time i ran was like the like i think we ran to like catch a flight a couple years ago before that it was the last basketball <laughs> game i played in college so like i walk everywhere i take the stairs i do and it's like this idea of finding like finding things that you can integrate in your in your life like great blue zones great books great studies like the healthiest people in the world are who live the longest it was a study of octogenarians uh actually like don't intend to be healthy it's like they have they eat pretty clean they don't eat a ton of meat they have great family around them friends they have a little wine and so that's how i've tried to like integrate my life into one i'm just for me finding three hours to do a very intense fitness class is just never going to happen. So that's my piece of advice. Find what works for you. Five minutes, ten minutes, integrate into your life. Make it a lifestyle, not a diet, not a workout, a lifestyle. A way of life. Exactly.
1: Yeah. What I would add to that is I think entrepreneurship is something that's been glamorized so much right now. There's a, a whole movement around founders. Um, starting a company is never – just so cool right now to do, but I don't think people talk enough about how hard it is and how taxing it can be. And we talked about that line from our first Revitalize in 2014 when Dan Harris said we need to talk, start talking about our mental fitness in the same way that we do our physical fitness. And I think that's especially true for entrepreneurs or other leaders that are in you know stressful jobs and situations is how do we really normalize and, and really invest in our own mental uh, fitness, I think too much of the conversation when it comes to taking care of ourselves has become this idea of self-care, which has become almost like an Instagram joke of people taking long baths with, you know, roses. I don't know if you have the time for that, Imran, but... Uh, No. (laughs) But unfortunately, you know, I'm not having, you know, the, the time for that either. So how do we you know, invest in something that's more realistic of real care, something that you can actually get done, and then really have people think since, you know, if you're running a company or running a, you know, a startup, time is your greatest, greatest luxury. How do we really think of the ROI of what you're doing in that very limited time that you have to invest in yourself and your own personal growth? and? Is this something you're doing because you feel renewed and refreshed after you do it? Or are you doing it because you saw someone do it on Instagram and it's what you think you're doing? So if you're not seeing the ROI of it, stop. Try something new. There's so many amazing tools out there that are at our fingertips these, these days. And um, make sure that you're you're seeing the ROI in the limited time that you do have to invest in yourself. Yeah, sleep.
4: I'll add we are unique. One thing that's, that's very clear and where the wellness world is going is this idea of personalization. We are unique individuals. I'm 6'7". Imran, and I'm 53. You're 53, like what works yeah. for you and me probably going to be very different. Yeah. And so find what works for you, find what you really like and stick with it. Yeah. And that's going to change. Also And be in order flexible. to do that, you need to try
5: lots of things,
4: right? Absolutely. So, that's a big part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely and find what works for you and be prepared. Like, you know, I'm 43 now. What worked for me a couple of years ago like doesn't doesn't feel good now. I try something else and just be flexible and be open and I go back to like purpose. Yeah, you know, I think purpose should be your guiding principle for everything you do.
1: How do you
5: how do you take these principles that you guys both embody so clearly, and extend it to your team? Though, you know, I guess sure. by by virtue of the, the the subject matter of your website, you must attract a lot of people who are interested in the health and wellness space, but. You know, I think it's also our responsibility as leaders, you know, to this point of self care. It's not just about self care; it's about caring for, trying to find a way of caring for the people. You know, we all, you know, everyone works hard, and that idea of work life integration, is, you know, this is a challenging one if you're not the, the, the person whose sure. like name is on the door, effectively, right? So how do you, how do you make sure your teams get the kind of, care and balance and um, attention they need to their own health and wellness goals?
4: Look, it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, growing a business, the hardest thing, you know, in my opinion, is never like the strategy or the mission or it's like it's growing and people and, um, you know, what works for a team of 10 doesn't work for a team of 20 and 50. And this, this ability to flex Uh, and constantly look at, like, do we have the right people? Are we communicating? What what, what we believe is what everyone else believes. And, and, like, trying to, like, that's something we constantly look at. And we try, like, we try to set up our space where we have a meditation room in our space. Like, there are brands always coming in and providing healthy snacks. We have kombucha, all these things. Like, trying to, you know, I would say, like, you, you try to, like, live by example and set an example uh, i will always say like sometimes we get people apply for jobs and it's like oh my buddy green like you know when do we do free yoga and it's like well you know yeah we have that stuff but like the people who succeed here i just think generally in life this is my belief system like y- you have to have you know work ethic you have to be an owner uh you have to be a team player. These are, like, some of our qualities. These are on our wall. Um, and I think being passionate about what we do is just, like, getting in the door to, like, talk to us. Like, I think it's if you're not really passionate about wellness. So I think you need all those things. Yeah. And it's a balance. Like, I also view wellness as, like, the thing that, like, you know, my, I'll speak personally as an entrepreneur. I, I tend to, like, push myself to the edge. And, but I'm aware of where the edge is. And I think people run into trouble they don't know. And then I use wellness as a tool and a time to reset or like, okay, we need to get away to come back. Sure. And it's this delicate balance. And I think it's also like a metaphor for life, mm-hmm. like being in touch with who you are and I use wellness practices actually help you do that meditation, yoga, eating clean. You're more in tune with your body, your mind, your limitations as well as other people. And I think that's like a, a balancing act
1: yeah and I think just like you need to try a range of wellness modalities until you fine-tune the approach that works for you it's the same way in how we approach our team you know Jason and I are are very different life stages um, as you know new parents than the majority of the mind body green team right now and they love to give feedback so when we you know what we think is really cool isn't necessarily what they want to do um in the office i can relate to that (laughs) yeah and like you know so they let
4: us know and and this one thing we've learned you know we talk a lot about with lou frankfurt has been a godsend for us it's like we talk about situational leadership so like at the highest level is delegation under delegation is uh you know persuasion and then um it's uh wait no it's delegate delegation collaboration then persuasion and then essentially telling someone what to do and lou will say like over to the right which they don't teach you in business schools abdication and that's like just as worse so like as a leader as a manager you can't like look everyone wants to be in delegation but that's not just the world we live in you know you have to be able to go up and down and and sometimes you just have to tell someone what to do and if you don't Delegation—it just doesn't work, and you're not going to be effective. And right. so that's something we believe in, and, and and try to try to do as leaders of the company, as managers, is flex. And it's 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 always a learning process. And as Lou will tell you, like will tell us, like, you know, your problems uh, never go away; they just change, and it's all part of the process. Yeah. Well, whatever
5: you guys are doing, it seems to be working because <laughs> you continue to kind of really shape the conversation around this space, which. I feel very lucky to be a part of and, and share with you this weekend. Thank it's you. been such a pleasure, um, and I hope to come back again. Now that you've changed the uh, <laughs> the timing and just for you, Emma. we should st- well we should ju- we should keep talking about how our two industries are converging you know there's a lot of value oh, yeah. to be created in that mutual understanding between your world and our world and uh hopefully this conversation will help to yeah. that too
4: well thank you so much and, and thank you you know uh, for this event shout out to we have a really unbelievable team who made this event look great make it makes everything we do look great so we, we do have really great team and and Really, really great team and, and want to thank you. Like we, we love the business of fashion. It's one of the few publications on our must reads. Uh, love your brand. Think that you are the authority in the space, as I say, which you may or may not <laughs> like me saying is Imran is the nicer and Anna Wintour, that's you. <laughs> well, this is Imran Ahmed,
5: founder and CEO of the business of fashion. And I'm bidding you farewell from Tucson, Arizona and uh, tune in for the next episode of Inside Fashion coming soon. Bye. If you've made it this far, that means you've listened to this entire podcast and it makes me think you might be interested in knowing more about BOF Professional, our global membership community from the business of fashion, which keeps you up to date on everything you need to know that's happening in the global fashion industry. For a limited time only, we are offering our BOF podcast listeners an exclusive 25% discount on an annual BOF professional membership. To get 25% off your first year of an annual membership, click on the link in the description, select the annual package, and then enter the invitation code podcast2018 at the checkout. I hope you enjoy it.
6: I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.